Hey, Tobe, you know, every once in a while, I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud. It's a house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. Hey, Hoagie's Garage, Tope. Hi, bud. How we doing? Can't complain. Pretty nice weather this week. Little rain today. Not much. Just enough to make the road wet. You know, it got a little chilly out football practice. I'm not going to lie. That's you, you're the one that volunteer coaches that sport. Yeah, I know. But, so. hey, you know what? <laughs> our, our first guy, I think, is who we play this week. I think, oh, I think we're talking football racing together here. Football. Okay. I okay. think uh, Randy Anderson, I'm pretty sure he's from Clarion. And okay. we play Clarion Goldfield this week in football. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's close to three and a half hours they have to come up. So, um, well, we'll have to find out if he's a big football fan or not if he's coming up. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, so I just kind of said who we're having. We're having Randy Anderson on. Yeah. Um, you know, he one raced. of the names suggested when you were asking about retired guys. Yep. So, uh, you know, honestly, Tope, I don't know much about him. Well, we're going to run into that with some of these people because these guys quit before we had access to dirt vision and everything to watch all these races to know who everybody is. And, yeah. you know, Open Wheel Magazine where I got my information back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it'll be fun. So it'll be so. very enjoyable for us to hear from, uh, yeah. from these guys, you know. I'm so. looking forward to every one of them. I ain't going to lie to you. Absolutely. So when we come back, we're going to have Randy Anderson on. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling, a load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. And tonight we have Randy Anderson on. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Can't complain. It's 50 nobody, some nobody degrees today. Nobody'd listen if you did. No, like, <laughs> like I tell people, my mom's not here, and I don't even know if she cares anymore for her. <laughs> Figures I should be grown up by now, so. Oh. We all should be. But if you ask my wife, then not necessarily all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know how it goes. You know, damn kids. So, Randy, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, anything you want to share, what you do. Yeah, well, I'm a, I farm up in north central Iowa in Wright County by Clarion. And uh, I'm married to, you, you can make fun because everybody does. I have a wife named Mandy, so Randy and Mandy. And then I have a 17-year-old daughter named Randy. I'm that guy that names his daughter after himself. So I guess my Steve Kinzer did it, so I get away with it. I'm basically. guessing Randy <laughs> has probably got an eye on the end of hers then. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Yep. And, then, and then I have a stepson, Abram, and a stepdaughter, Azure. And uh, anyway, we all live at the farm. We all get along good. It's uh, pretty une uneventful right now. All I do is sit in the combine yeah. however many hours a day. But yeah. Uneventful is always good when you're doing that stuff. The, the eventful yeah, yeah, stuff exactly. when things get hot and things break or things I start on fire. Those, those, that YouTube stuff of those guys, that that millennial guy and then Larson guys, and they're like always like there's a truck stuck or they something <laughs> broke. And, they, and I'm like, 
I think they just break shit to like make good videos. Like I don't. <laughs> you, to get if me. you followed me around all day, you'd be bored as hell. I hope because <laughs> hopefully nothing happens. I drive to one end, I drive back to the other, and truck leaves, and yep. I do it again and again and again. Do you even have to do it, or does the GPS do it? It drives itself. I got to turn mine around, but <laughs> the rest of it it does. But now I. No, I got I got one full time hired guy, and then my dad still helps me. And then actually, my my hired man's brother works for me in the fall too. And so we run one combine, one big cart, and three trucks with two mm-hmm. drivers. So it's not too bad. That's uh, awesome. I asked one gentleman up here one time. He was talking about disking with the GPS, and I said, "Well, what do you do? You fall asleep?" He said, "There's an alarm that goes off when you get to the other end that you got to turn <laughs> it around." When you get- it beeps when you get close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are uh, we? You know, we didn't get like any rain here at all all summer uh, for the most part, and our crops are actually still really well. Really okay, for considering. But how, how about you guys? I, same deal. It didn't rain, and the beans were great. I mean, even the bad, even the worst ones were still good, and the corn's a little all over the place, but all in all, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I mean. It, is that rain? it hasn't rained in three years, and we've had three good crops. So, I honestly, I don't even know if we can screw it up anymore. Yeah. I think they got it all good enough. That it's we all just, been genetically altered. It works really well so. in all conditions. I think so. I think it's just that way. 60 years ago, we wouldn't have had anything. Yeah. No, nothing at all. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, it is a racing podcast. Maybe we should well, turn we, the table we call a little it a bit. racing <laughs> podcast, but we sometimes right. get sidetracked. Uh, so, Randy, just maybe tell us, how did you actually get started into racing? Kind of just start from the beginning. Well, my dad was a racer back, like, snowmobiles was a huge deal back in the 70s. And my dad and and his guys, they were they were big snowmobile racers. But by the time I got up, old enough to race a kitty cat, you know, it was the 80s and it was basically dead. Yep. And... So anyway, then I was kind of old enough. So then he didn't. He could have. He could have pursued and been done more. But uh, he just came back and started helping me. So we raced go karts till I was like, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, and then, and then it was really awesome because they opened this this racetrack that was like thirteen miles from my house. It's not there anymore, but uh, it was Wright County Speedway, and they they raced mini sprints. So. We had a mini sprint and we got to race there every Friday night. And then we would run wherever, you know, once, once we got going and we got pretty good at it, you know, then we'd go to Minnesota and Wisconsin and Missouri. We raced all over the place and did really, really well. But my dad worked really, really hard at it. I didn't really know how it all worked at that time. I was just a kid. And you he, were driving and having fun. I was a, I've, I've always just been a driver, honestly. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we did that. And then, uh, and then after that, I thought I was going to get a sprint car ride, and, and it didn't really work out. And, and I always wanted to race motocross. My dad would never, I always rode, but he would never let me race because he was like, those guys are done when they're like 25. You race cars, you don't race motorcycles. So I had a lull of like a year when we weren't doing nothing. And, uh, so me and a buddy, I was like, I had a trailer and stuff, you know, from when we were doing the mini sports stuff. So I'm like, let's go try this motocross deal a little bit. I found out real quick. I wasn't a motocross racer. <laughs> they, start, they start when they're like six. I'm trying to start when I'm like 18, you know, I'm like, yep. yeah, this is, and then my buddy, I drag him with me, he ends up breaking his femur and it was, it, it was, it was fun, but I, it wasn't my thing. 
And then, uh, so anyway, we wanted to race sprint cars and, and my dad, my dad actually bought a, a car and a trailer and whatever from Dennis Moore Jr. So me and Dennis Moore Jr. have been friends ever since that day. And, and we bought a 360 motor and we went 360 racing a little bit. And I bet I probably didn't race a 360, maybe like 10, 12 times, maybe. And, uh, I told my dad, I was like, this isn't, I, I needed a ride. I, I wasn't going to fund the deal. And my dad sure as hell wasn't going to fund it. And so I'm like, if I'm going to get a ride, and this is back in the days when there was rides, you didn't have to, I lived in, I'm a dinosaur. I lived in a totally different time. The, the infield was full of car owners and hired drivers. Yep. And now, unless you got money in your pocket, you don't got a ride. But so I told him, I'm like, we need to get, we need a 410 race. So we're not going to ever, cause they're not looking for 410 drivers in the 360 deal or they weren't back then anyway. So we bought a 410 motor and run it in like 97. Yeah. 97. And actually got going pretty good and got hired and quit. And then, you know, back and forth and back and forth, but that's kind of how I got going anyway. So when you had your own, from what I read, you ran like a Wayne Simmons twisted chassis or something like that. Is that? Yeah. When, when I, how did it all work out? I'm testing your memory now. <laughs> yes, you are testing my memory. But yeah, so I, okay, so I got a, I got a ride. I bought a 410 motor and that got me a ride. But then it was, and the man's deceased now, and, I, and he was a great guy, Daryl Aarons, but he had been out of it for a long time. It was that 1A car. And, and we just couldn't, it didn't work. And I quit. Like the only ride I've ever had, and I quit. But then Wayne Simmons, we he'd seen we we got to be friends, and and he was trying to do that twi- start that twister deal, which ended up being the F five deal. Like me and Madsen, we were all in that deal kind of together. Um, and so he had Dwight Snod or Doug Snodgrass owned like a whole bunch of like sander stuff. Like he had he had wheels and cages and hubs and all that stuff. And then Wayne gave me a car. And then I put the rest of the deal together, borrowed a trailer, you know, like that whole deal, one motor, one race car. And, uh, and then we went racing and, and we, we were pretty okay right away. And then the, that was the year that like, I, we went to the Knoxville nationals and that's back when, well, I guess they still invert eight, don't they? In the heat races. I think so. So I watch on Friday night and I watch people that are like, at, at that time, my level was like Matt Morrow or, you know, about, about there. That's, you know, we were all just starting yep. and I watched all these guys, anybody that qualified with the shit didn't make the show and anybody that qualified poorly started on the front and they got through, but then they're buried anyway. But, uh, so I had, uh, Dennis Moore Jr. got hired to drive a different car. So I hired Ashley Smith. I don't know if you guys know Ashley. He run the the zero car that Peter Murphy drives out in California or did drive in California. That was Ashley's father in law's deal. So, but anyway, Ashley come from Australia forever ago. Anyway, he worked for me, and and they got me dialed in pretty good. And actually, back at that time, Ricky Warner was working for Tyler Walker, and we kind of got to be friends. So he like helped me fuel the motor to get the thing to run, and uh, so we go out and we're like twelve quick, which was. 
ridiculous. And then I'm like, we're screwed. <laughs> like, there's no way. And uh, so I don't remember what heat race I was in. But so they pushed me off eighth or seventh, eighth, whatever I ended up being. I was in the back. And I've watched the video of it, and it scares me to death because before they push me off, they have me so revved up that I'm just like, Rawr! like I'm just ready to go. And then they said they pushed me off. Ashley turns around, looks at my buddy, and goes, "Yeah, we're fucked." You know, like there's no way we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna go up to get a new car. <laughs> but anyway, I damn near won the thing in the seat race. I mean, just trying to knock the fence down, dumb, dumb, dumb. But I mean, held it together and it was pretty fast. And then. We ended up losing the power steering in the feature, and I missed the freaking A main by one car by a tie. Oh, my so God. So I, I end up being like high man in the B scramble. So I got to start 10th behind everybody that's really good that had a little bit of bad luck. So we didn't have a prayer after that. We got rookie of the Nationals, though, which is kind of cool. And and uh, But, yeah, but we got that, that Twister deal. It was really – if the guy would have had some money, it, it – it really would have worked, but it just that chassis deal's hard. I mean, to, to oh, get yeah. you gotta you gotta give so much stuff away just to get. I mean, ask Brian Schnee. I mean, everybody's got their hand out. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try some experiment you're working on. If you give me the car, you know, give me the chassis. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then weld it back together when I knock the front end out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta fix it for me, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we, I, I don't know. We got going. I mean, like, but like when we were in that 360 deal, we, we'd run the fairgrounds in Des Moines on Friday night, which was really cool. And I mean, I almost won like the third race I was ever in. And then I jumped it, leading, gone with like two to go and <laughs> killed it. And then I, I remember we had we went to, uh, it was funny. I, I was telling my wife about this because... When you guys made that post and Ball and Ricky Logan were making fun about me, <laughs> I met I met Ricky Logan because at that at that 360 Nationals, I made the A main at 360 Nationals, and I I hardly run Knoxville at all, and but I had an open trailer, so the open trailers were all parked together. It was me and Mark Birch and Don Drow Jr. and Ricky Logan and whatever he was driving, and we were all parked right next to each other, and those guys all helped me. For whatever reason, they were all super nice to me and kind of helped me figure out what I was doing and, and just, you know, at least point me in the right direction so I'm not going to be in the way. I mean, that's pretty much what. They just didn't want you to be guys. too slow to slow them down. What? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a better story about that, actually. I was, well, I don't remember what year it was. I was driving. It must have been the second year I drove 410 cars. I got hired, and the car I was driving, we couldn't do nothing right. I mean, we went, they take me to Oklahoma. I crash. They take me to Oklahoma City. I flip the thing clear out of Oklahoma City. Inboard brake order comes apart, hits the guy in the face in the pits. Like, I, I end up walking back, and there's an ambulance in a trailer. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They're like, your brake rotor hit some dude in the face. I'm like, oh, no, is he alive? And they're like, yeah, but it's not great. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Stupid. You know, I mean, just dumb shit. And, and But anyway, we get back to Knoxville. And, and I had been out in the road that spring. My dad always used to let me go out. I don't, Me and McCarl got to be friends. And Leonard was working for Terry at that time. And I loved Leonard. And so 
I would go out and help him. I'd go to Florida with him and then like go to California or, or not California. Then we'd go to like Phoenix and Vegas and stuff like that. And then I'd come home and there would be time that I'd start playing corn. But when I was out there with Leonard, Leonard was friends with Carl Kinzer. So I got to be at least friendly with Carl, you know, yeah. to the point he knew who I was. I could give him crap. He gave me crap, you know, and I get to Knoxville and we get rained out. And I mean, I'm so frustrated because I can't do anything right. And so I asked Carl Kinzer, I walk over to his trailer, it's raining. I'm like, Carl, can you help me out a little bit? And he's like, what's going on? And I tell him, I'm like, I just, I'm like, I got no confidence. I can't hit my ass. I'm, you know, I'm this and I'm that. That man walked me out in the rain. He walked me out around Knoxville for probably half an hour, showing me where I'm supposed to drive, where I'm not supposed to drive. Like, it was the most valuable information anybody ever got in the world. And nobody, nobody even saw it happen. Yeah. And he, and he told me, you know, and, and oh, I'll forget the numbers. But I, I want to say it was like, he's like, okay, what car? I'm like, I'm, I'm just running a standard Maxim car, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, here's the four shocks. Write it down. Here's the four shocks you should run. Here's the four bars you should put on it. Here's where you should block it. Here's where you should run it. Here's where the stagger ought to be. This is what you need to do with this. And this is what you need to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just got, like, the best advice in the world. Yeah. I go back to the car owner, and I'm like, you can't believe this. Carl Kinzer just gave me this. And they looked at it and they're like, like he's going to tell us where he, what he's doing. I'm like, he just wants us going straight when he laps us. I mean, like, <laughs> we're going to have a snowball chance in hell of beating Carl Kinzer. Like, I, well, but that's just the way people think. They think, oh, they're just lying to us. Like, yep, that's care. racing right there. He didn't have any reason to lie to Well, me. for one thing, if he was going to lie to you, he would have stayed in the trailer where it was dry. Exactly. He wouldn't walk out of the I mean, dude, he walked me around racetrack for a while. It was awesome. But he was I hope that guy I hope he lives forever and I hope they interview him every week until then. Because yeah. that God, I can listen to that guy talk all day long. Well there we go, bud. Somebody to get a hold of. Yeah. Get that one a, on her list. Trust me, I've, I've tried to get a hold of Carl. Well, we know a guy now that's friends with him that can maybe hook us <laughs> up. Oh, I'm not that friendly when I'm Oh sir. He knew he knew who I was. 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. well, you were, you I, I bet getting, he still knows. You were getting information at that time from the one of the, 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 the best at the time, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Far. Super, super cool. But, yeah, yeah no, it was, it was, it was, it was such a different time back then, though. And it sounds, I don't want to sound like the old guy that, all oh, the good old days, this and that. It was the good old days. And it was different. I mean, we used to go up and run a gold cup in Sioux Falls and everybody stayed at the Hojo. And as soon as that thing was done, we, tore that parking lot apart until the sun came up, you know, and everybody was buddies and, you know, no, it was, you know, everybody stayed in the same place. Everybody helped yep. everybody. It was, it was, it was just different. Yep. I don't The old Hojo's, I ain't heard that talked about for a long time. It ain't <laughs> oh, man. Anymore, but. Yeah, that all the rooms were, it, they have to the outside, we'd stay there like all day long the next day and then like yep. go to the racetrack at five. They did, never made us check out. It was, that was so cool. <laughs> oh, so I, from what I read, though the fans absolutely loved you in '97 and 2000, you're Sportsman of the Year. So you must have made a connection with the fans. Well, I smile a lot, and I don't get too wound up. Jack was always my hero, so I was, I was like, I never let anything get me too wound up or get too personal. And we were, I mean. I, I had it. I had it pretty easy, really, though, because I mean, once I got a ride, I kept one car. After I, after, so I ran 
in 99, I got fired in 98, halfway through, and then put my own deal together for a little bit. And then in 99, I made a real effort to, like, run my own deal. And I had a pretty solid deal. But I had, like, one year. Basically, that was it. It was, it was this is all or nothing on this deal. And uh, I had an Australian mechanic, uh, Adam Alexander, that lived with me and worked for me for most half of the year or so. And then uh, I don't remember what the deal was. I think Leonard McCarl was working for like Frankie Kerr or something. And then he ended up coming back and he didn't have a job and I needed a mechanic and I ended up getting Leonard to work for me. And business picks up in a hurry when Leonard McCarl is working on your race car. Cause I mean, that guy, he's not only really, really smart when it came to the race car at that time, but he's, he's like a, he's a really good coach. You know, he gets, he can get you wound up if you're down and he can slow you down when you're too fast. I mean, I remember he told me one time, he was like, there's only two phrases you need to say to a race car driver when he gets out of the race car. I'm like, what's that? He said, I don't care. And it don't matter. <laughs> and I'd come in and I'd be still going 150 mile an hour. And he'd be asking me a question. I'd be like, blah, 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 and he'd be like, I don't care. And then I'd say something else. And he'd go, it don't matter. And I'm like, Oh God, dang it. You know? <laughs> Who's but, on first? What's yeah, on second? Exactly. He would just he would just get you wound. He was he was so so good. But we were we ran pretty good together and we, and we had fun too. But I was out of money by then and and he needed somebody that had enough funds to make it worth his while and and uh, anyway, that winter then that was gonna I needed a ride bad and that's right when the 47 car pulled off of the outlaw deal and uh I was at the PRI show just floating around looking for something, you know, something or somebody or a, a lead on a ride. You know, I mean, this is forever ago. This isn't, there's no internet, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't, it's all word of mouth. But, uh, anyway, I ran into Gilly and Donnie Saunders. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? We got talking. I'm like, you guys going to run local? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you want a driver? Or you need a driver? And they're like, yeah, we're looking. I'm like, can we sit down when I get back? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we kind of, it was kind of done right there, actually. But it wasn't final until we got home. And, and uh, I remember I got back to my room or whatever that night, and I called Leonard. I'm like, you're not going to believe it. He's like, I'll bet I will. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Gilly Saunders going to probably let me drive his race car. He's like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, and if you knew him, he's, he, the F word was like just another verb to him. And he was like, who do you effing think told him to hire you, dumbass? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks, man. You know? That just so burst my got, bubble, but I'll still take it. I know. I'll still take it. I didn't care. <laughs> but, I mean, when I got in that thing, I mean, that thing, it was fresh off the outlaw deal. Like, they, I mean, they didn't. We had a Chaparral trailer from 1985 and an old Dooley, but, I mean, the motors ran pretty good. Yep. And like the car was nice and light. And Donnie was, dude, that guy, he is so good. I know, but I don't think anybody knows how good Donnie Sonner actually is. Like, I mean, that thing, he was, he's just, everything was just so nice all the time. Like it was, it's, you didn't have to worry about anything falling off of it. You know, you didn't have to worry about anything dumb. It was, it was always going to be there and it was going to be well-prepared, you know, and we had, we had, a, we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of good runs. A lot of a lot of really good runs. That was the best I ever really ran, I think, probably. But 
Yeah. Well, yeah. You, said, you said the old Chaparral trailer and Dooley. Well, you know, you're back in the 80s. Not everybody had the fancy toter haulers and no. everything, you know. That's what, that was a ride. I mean, that. Oh, man. Oh, that was, they're still cool. If I you, follow a group on Facebook that's all Chaparral trailers. And these guys have these things. That, well, Jay Rickard Jr. has one. Oh, well, I don't know if he still has it. He did have one. Then he restored. And that thing's bad. Like, if I was going to race, if I had a kid that wanted to race right now, I'd have like a late '80s Chevy Dually slammed on the ground with a <laughs> chaparral. Like that would be like that. I think that'd be the coolest way to pull into Knoxville. You know, it's like in my world, it's like 1990 right now. I don't well, you, care. you better have airbags on so you can raise her up a little bit to get in the track. <laughs> don't get high center. Yeah, <laughs> that'd take all the fun out of you making your entrance if you're stuck and they gotta get the record yeah, for that you. Would, that would. That's probably a pretty good idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Shoot. so you raced for a lot of years. What, what's the, what was the best part? Oh, the racing part was the best part probably, but second from just the actual driving them things is just the people in general. I mean, like I said, me and Dennis were really good buddies and boy, we had fun. I mean, we were, we were staying at the nationals one day. I, I, last time I went to the races was probably five years ago maybe and i run into more and it was during the nationals we're hanging out back on turn three and, and these people keep coming up and up remember this remember that remember this remember that i've hit my head too many times to remember everything like <laughs> way too many and more especially i don't know if you talk to him very much but he's he's a piece of work and i'm standing there and more's like do you remember any of this and i'm like I don't, but like, I'm, it's getting to the point. I don't, I don't even think I believe my own bullshit now. I mean, <laughs> and more like, he's like, I don't remember any of this. I'm like, it must have happened. We've I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had, it was, God, we had a lot of fun. And going places and racing, you know, we had a lot of fun. It, I, I got away with, just being a driver for so long. I mean, I drove, I drove almost every car that was around here, Yeah, you know, and you know, like even like Blake, me and Blake Fees are, or my wife would say Blake Fees and I, me and Blake Fees were really, really good friends. And, and he was driving Beaver Bob Bielhauer's, the 12X car out of, uh, well, it's Shawnee, Kansas, but Kansas yep. city. And, uh, Anyway, I'm on my way home. I I can't remember what I was driving. I think I was driving the 86, and I was ready. To, I wanted to quit, but I didn't have anything to drive. This is back when this is no text messages. This is just cell phones with messages in 2002 or whatever. You know, a bag phone. Yeah, no, it wasn't a bag phone, but it wasn't. It wasn't oh. far better. Than that. <laughs> but uh, I get this. I I check my message. I'm like by Des Moines, and I have this message that says, "Randy Beaver, call me back." I have no idea. I've never talked to this man in my life. And I listened to it like 10 times. And then I called Blake and I'm like, I just got a message that says this. He goes, well, I told Beaver Bob Vilhauer to call you. And so I call him back and he's like, what's your deal with Smith? And I'm like, I don't, whatever. I don't matter. I can quit. And he's like, well, I don't want to mad at me. And I'm like, I'll quit if I can drive your car. And he's like, okay. So I mean, and it, it wasn't that great of a deal, but like at the time, that car's so iconic. Like, it's yep. like, 
it's the it's the beaver drilling tool car, you know. And, and like Billy's bringing a thing back, and Billy's the coolest dude ever. Yeah, they just had and, back the last couple of years now or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. They, well, this year was the first year. Blake was supposed to drive it, but he had some health stuff that wasn't really going his way. So then that's why all that. Oh, who's the kid that uh, won the four ten deal? Yeah, that kid's good. Yeah. yeah. There's he a is. him and that him and that Garrett Williamson kid. Yep. They're impressive. They're as good as I've seen as far as young guys go for a while. Yep. Like they're they're both really really good. Like they can mix it up and they don't get intimidated. They don't do really stupid shit. They. I don't know. They're pretty <clears throat> impressive to me. Randall can't be all bad if Paul Silva had him come out to California and drive that other yeah, car out there. Yeah. So Paul Silva asked you to drive his car here decent. Yep. At least. We're not but getting yeah. asked, bud. <laughs> I don't we think we're going to get asked. We wouldn't get in one. No, I wouldn't. I'd sit in it if I'd fit, but that's all I'd do. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to sit in it. Yeah. You know, even now, I'm sure I'm washed up and wasn't no good to begin with. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and Once that's in your system, it's hard to get rid of it. Oh, I know. But, you know, I never – I so anyway, I just drove them. Like, I just drove for people. I was just a hired driver. I just showed up at the racetrack. I drove the race car. But at the end, I quit. I was done. And me and my ex-wife, or my, we went to, we went on vacation somewhere. We got home and I had a, I had a message from Marty Johnson. And I don't know, do you guys know who Marty is? No, I don't. Not ringing a bell for me either right it'd be now. The, it'd be the blue 81 car. It wasn't, uh, oh God. It was a big, it was a big deal in, um, Houston's back in like the 80s. TJ Gidding. Okay, okay, the one TJ uh, drove. Yep. Jared yep. Riker, Jared, yep. like a bunch of them guys drove it. Well, yeah. I've been. Marty I remember the car now, yeah. Marty doesn't live that far from me. Like, he lives at the lake that's like seven miles from my house. So I've always known him, but I've never, I've never raced with him, but I just always known him, you know, and I, he was an old race guy. Anyway, he left me a message and told me to call him. So I call him. He's like, so what's your deal? And this is after I'd, I got fired out of the R19. I got in the 17G. I got pushed out of the 17G because Matrician had money from Musco and I didn't have any money with me. <laughs> and I was just frustrated. And I, would, I just kind of had it with the whole deal, you know. And Marty's like, so what are you doing? What's your deal? And I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, why? I'm like, these guys, I'm like, they're either rich and an asshole or they the nicest guy that knows everything in the world and they ain't got no money. Yep. Said, that's, a, that's the only two kind of owners that are left, it seems like. And I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. And he's like, I'm like, why? He's like, well, I was thinking about putting a car together. I want to know if you want to drive it. I'm like, well, you're probably the one guy that could have called me, and I would say yes. So, yeah, I'll do that. So I raced with Marty for like three years, and and he bought a shop in my hometown. He used to have it down in Webster City at his body shop, but BNC lived at the lake. He bought a place in Clarion as long as I'd help him. And – I'll guarantee you I learned more about race cars in the last three years that I drove them than I ever knew about them before that. Other than that, I was basically cold trickle. They told yep. me to get in I'm and drive. I'm just going to say, just of thunder right there. You just get in and drive. And, <laughs> and, I, and I can drive, so it didn't really matter. But it was it was fun. Marty was, God, he was the nicest guy in the world to race with. That's just, awesome. I don't, you don't know him, but I mean, he's... He, I'd say go talk to him, but the guy doesn't hardly ever say anything. You know, he's just like super quiet. If he does say say something, it's usually really funny. Yeah. You know, like 
I killed one one night at the Nationals, and he's talking to me, but he's standing there, like, kind of looking, waiting for it to come, like, on the record. And I'm like, don't get your hopes up. And he's like, no, I'm not. I saw the front axle fly over the grandstands. I was just seeing how bad it actually is. And I'm like, okay, well... Okay, I'm just telling you, don't <laughs> you're gonna be sorely disappointed if your opening comes back. We're gonna try and save the seat out of this one. <clears throat> Couldn't even save the seat. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, it was bent to shit. One of the butler built with a big head on it. Yeah. And it was the right side of it was bent clear down to the like into your stomach almost. <laughs> and I sent it back to Butler and uh I and that that it was Genie and Brian and I call out and I'm like, can you fix that thing? And they're like, nope. I'm like, well, can I have it back? Nope. <laughs> I'm like, why? They're like, because you're dumb enough to try and fix it. Like, just gonna, we're gonna leave it in the entryway in the showroom part, and they, we'll just send you another one. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I need another seat. Oh. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah. If you if you if you come out of there with no seat or a steering wheel, you hit a ton. Oh yeah, <laughs> you wrecked you wrecked shit then. Yeah. Oh man. I unfortunately had a bad habit of doing that. It seemed like the whole time, but I got better as I got older. <laughs> oh man. Well, Randy, we could probably sit here and tell stories. If you have another good one at the end, make sure you share it. But okay. we're gonna get to some rapid fire questions here. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Cat or a dog person? Neither. Uh, but we have three dogs and three cats. Don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, so now that you're kind of done racing, do you have any hobbies other than farming? God, I don't. I, I really don't. I mean, we, we built a pool this summer. So that the kids all had something to do and hang out, but no, I have a the, my 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 biggest problem is Peterbilt trucks, <laughs> and my wife goes crazy because I put these giant bumpers on them, and I don't even I can't even drive them. I've had my hip replaced twice in the last year. I can't even push the clutch down if I wanted to, but God, I love them things. <laughs> <laughs> they make automatics now. Nah, it's not, a real <laughs> not the same. Huh? It's not a real truck. <laughs> um, how about a favorite movie? I think Tin Cup. Oh, yep. that's a good old golf movie. Yeah. We bet. Do you prefer snow or rain? I like snow. Okay. Um, if you're going to be stranded on an island, um, what album or what type of music would you have to have long to listen to? Well, if I'm on an island, it better be like, I don't know, some sort of... Something tropical, Jimmy Buffett or something like that. I don't know. There you go. That or the Beastie Boys. I'll take the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. (laughs) Oh, you got to fight for your right to party. Uh, Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, of all the guys you know, who do you think has ever seen him in concert? Uh, You. Yep. Not me. I know who they are. Drove all the way to Chicago to see the Beastie Boys when I was like a junior in high school. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Yeah, the Handlebar in Laverne, Iowa. Laverne, Iowa, the Handlebar. Yep. 
Yep. See, we have a Laverne, Minnesota, and if you were going to say Laverne, know. Minnesota, I was going to say, we're going to be all excited. We got a place to go eat then, but yeah, Laverne, Iowa. There it's you go. It's like halfway between me and Algona. Okay. okay. We got. I, I've done it a hundred times now. Well, I mean not hundred, but we got to start writing this shit yeah, down. Yeah, no kidding. We got to get better at this. We need a notepad. Um, <laughs> how about a favorite holiday? Christmas, I suppose. Okay. What? What app on your phone do you use the most? Snapchat. Okay. Now, I know you said you hit your head quite a few times. You don't remember everything, but um, how many speeding tickets have you gotten in your lifetime? Zero. Zero? Yep. Wow. wow that's awesome. But, I, used to truck, we used to, I, I owned a truck since I was 16 years old, so I was a truck driver. And these old guys I rode with that we'd go together, you know, Yep. They're like, set your cruise at 60 and sit back and look out the window. Because it makes the day go a lot smoother. Yeah, and so that's just what I've always done to the day. Yep. My kids make fun of me. My wife makes fun of me. Everybody makes fun of me. Drive like an old man. But the, the deputies in the neighborhood don't know who you are, so that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, well, we usually have a rule. Like, I like to enjoy a cocktail or two and or whatever else. Me and my buddy Brandon, we, we had a rule a long time ago. We're like, you only do one illegal thing at once. <laughs> If, if you got a drink in your cup holder, you don't speed. Yep. If, if, yep. if your windows are dark, you know, you, you can only do one thing bad at a time and get away with it. There you go. So, since maybe you just never gotten caught, have you? The question actually is what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway or been with someone? Oh, when I was a kid, we had bullet bikes and stuff like that. So, probably. Oh, man, some of them, I think it was, I had like a ZX-9. I think that thing go like 160 or 100. Yeah, they were fast. That'd be, the fast that'd be the fastest thing I ever rode. That would be a blur going by. Yeah, they went, those were fun. Now, but, I mean, I grew up in Mustang GT convertible days and yep. stuff like that. So, I mean, we were, we always had cars, but like bikes after we figured out how fast they go, then we'd go put gears in them so that they pull wheelies and stuff like that. So, Modify them just a little bit. Super smart stuff, you know. Oh, didn't we all do that a little bit, maybe? I, I know I did. <laughs> um, we were talking about drinks earlier, so what's, what's your favorite drink or what's your go-to beverage? Vodka 7-Up. There you go. If money, was yep. no, if money was no object, is there a car, a pickup, or semi that you wish that you could have owned? Oh, man. Just got done winning that big Powerball last week. God, I'd I'd probably buy me the baddest three seventy nine Peterbilt I could find. There you go. There chrome you go. and lights everywhere. Yep, chicken lights and chrome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy, thanks so much for coming on and reaching hey, out. Thanks, thanks for giving a damn who the hell I am after all this time. I've <laughs> I just putter around out here and being a farmer but no i like i love racing racing's cool and i still watch it and stuff like that i mean i i still have i still have friends i talk to that are involved but i just i don't know i, w I wouldn't watch sometimes but i'm not much of a spectator anymore yeah. it's just and and i don't really have any ambition to I went to try and help somebody what they wanted me to just they wanted me to come help and i said i don't know anything about race cars i said they're like, no, I just want you to watch, and this and that. I did, and they just didn't want to listen. 
you know, just, everything was their dad's fault and they wanted to throw shit and carry on and it's like yeah, I didn't sign up for this yeah. I didn't do my dad just smacked me in the head if I acted like that <laughs> but yeah I just it's kind of one of those things old race car drivers you, you really don't have a place you know you just don't you don't belong anymore you, you know what I mean I mean it's it's, yeah, but, it's it was it was a it was a ridiculous amazing time of my life and I feel so fortunate that I got to meet all the people that I met and do all the crazy shit that we did and come out of it with like my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I should have been killed fifteen times. I'm guessing. But. Uh, the guys that raced for several years, they got a lot more stories to tell than them young kids do. So. Yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, we don't care. We don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of us either. <laughs> don't have to worry about keeping your sponsors happy no, no more or nothing. not even a little bit. <laughs> well, right. thanks for the fun, guys. Hey, yeah, no problem. Easy. Thanks a lot, Thank Randy. Man. We appreciate it. See ya. All right, bye. Bye. Bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane, Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move till they wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, t-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane, Inc., 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. Hey! Like See? I said, it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh. And didn't sound like he was coming to the game, but didn't he, the daughter wasn't even sure she wanted to drive up here. It's just about to Sioux Falls, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he, he's a farmer, yep. you know, big-time farmer. He said he legitimately got out of the combine about two minutes before yep. uh, we S- called him. Sitting so. in the shed watching TV, talking to us. Yep, absolutely. So... And good stories. You yeah. know, those are, you know, what racing was like back then. And, you well, know, that's what I said to him. I said, you know, I don't, I don't have a bit of problem talking to the young drivers. They're a lot of fun. Every, I've enjoyed every interview we've had, but the old guys are the ones with the stories. Yep. The young guys, we got to talk to them 20 years from now. They'll have the stories, but we'll be too old to remember to talk. So. <laughs> oh, but, but it was so good. It was yeah. so good to have Randy on. Um, you know, obviously the fans loved him back in the day. And like he said, he was just a driver. Yep. You know, he didn't want to own the cars. You know, he had um, a, some, a couple times he dabbled with his own. Yeah, but, but he, he really wanted to drive for, yep. and that's the way it was back then. Yep, the you way know, it sounds. So, so, yeah, no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Make yep. sure you get some more, bud. All right, sounds great.